Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? God has confidence in you, even if you have no idea what that confidence might entail. In our readings today, we are reminded that we have been entrusted, that God has entrusted us with a commission, with a mission. We hear the echoes of this trust in Isaiah's reminder of faith. We are reminded of this commission by Paul as he shares his experience of the gospel in his letter to the church in Corinth. And even Jesus lives out this commission in our reading from Mark as he serves and is served. Our reading from Isaiah today has um, a spoken poetry feel to it with a bit of that sidewalk preacher vibe, but sometimes maybe especially as our outreach this last year has been primarily on caring for the needs of our neighbors, maybe sometimes we need some extra reminders. Isaiah in our reading today is reminding ancient Israel that God has not forgotten them, that even in their exile, God is still their creator, is still the one who holds power in this world. And I think it's difficult for us not to experience some kind of relation to the exile of the Hebrew people and our own quarantine and isolation. I'm sitting on the patio of some colleagues to use their internet because the internet at the church was not working while they are inside sharing their own worship with their people. There are obviously very big differences on multiple levels between uh, the Hebrew exile and our own isolation. Uh, for one, we're stuck at home or stuck on patios compared to being sent away from our homes. We're not being sent off to be slaves. This isn't part of an ethnic oppression, but rather quarantine and isolation is for the overall safety and care of our communities and neighbors and more. But even with these, you know, differences, no matter how different these situations are, as people who are struggling, we too need Isaiah's reminders. 
Isaiah is also reminding the Hebrew people of their faith and what that faith means for them particularly. A faith that for many Hebrew people felt forgotten as they were in exile. They felt faint, powerless, weary, and exhausted from their lives away from home. But Isaiah reminds them that this faith is a trust in the one who gives them power, who strengthens the powerless, who renews God's people for something entirely new. This faith this trust that we are reminded of is part of this relationship, part of this trust, part of this commission that God entrusts in you and in me. And before you even began to trust, before you even needed small reminders of your faith, God has been untrusting you. God has been preparing you with power when you feel powerless, with strength when you feel faint, with renewal, when you are weary and exhausted. Isaiah was entrusted with a mission to remind the Hebrew people and to remind us of this faith in the one who created us and all the ends of the earth. And part of this faith is to share it. We are commissioned to go out and make disciples. And truthfully, I struggle a bit with Paul's words today, partly because it kind of seems like he's bragging about saving souls while also pretending like he's not bragging, which irks me since we know full well that faith is a gift from God. But also because today in the midst of a pandemic, when we aren't able to do our regular community events like the elementary school movie night or star giving or even being present at local festivals like Squirrel Fest, it sometimes feels like we're focusing more inward than outward. And some of that is true, but one aspect of being church in a pandemic is that the Holy Spirit can do incredible things. We create space for the Holy Spirit to work when we share the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And we're doing that online a lot. I see those outside our church joining us on Facebook Live. Hello. I read prayer requests from those who wouldn't be able to join us in person due to distance or other conflicts. I get to hear all of the raving reviews of our women's Bible study that has been flourishing on Zoom this last year. And it's not the same as being in our building. It's not the same as going out and being with our neighbors, building relationships and sharing Christ's love through service and community in tangible, visible ways, but the Holy Spirit is still working and she's not given up yet. When Paul says that he became Jewish to Jewish people or under the law for those under the law or outside the law for those outside the law, he's not talking about shape-shifting or changing himself to convince people of the gospel. He's talking about the ways in which he relates he enters into relationship with diverse groups to bring them the relationship that he has experienced. Not for just those who look like him, who think like him, who worship like him, who have experiences like him. Paul finds a way to build connection with everyone. And in this first Sunday of Black History Month, we too are reminded of the great abundance of history, culture, and gifts that our Black siblings have shared with us over the generations. And this month we are invited to learn, to listen, and to connect with our neighbors, not because we are the same, but because we are different. And even in our differences, we are called, like Paul, to seek out ways to understand, to know, and to be in relationship. 
God uses all of ourselves to share the message of God's love, not just the Christian part, not just the culture we come from, not just our interests or our hobbies, but all of the ways we relate to others with love. God entrusts all of ourselves to share the same love and mercy we are given, not just our interests or hobbies, not just who we are, but all of who we are. We share this gospel, we share the good news of Jesus when we share love and mercy with others, whether that be through technology, phone calls, donations, socially distant meetups, however we might connect, Jesus is there with us and the Holy Spirit is busy. We are called to share this love and mercy by being in relationship with others, however those relationships might look these days. Like Paul, we are made free by the creator who made us and all the ends of the earth. And in this freedom, we are given a trust, a commission for something more. We are called to be in relationship with others, to relate to others, to share God and God's love with others. And this is something we're only able to do because God first loved us. In our text from Mark, Simon's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. She is weak and weary and exhausted. She is unable to even get out of bed. 2,000 years ago, a fever like this meant that she might not ever make it out of bed again until Jesus is called to her beside, called to her bedside by James and John. And Jesus heals her. He lifts her up. He gives power to her as she feels faint. He renews her as she feels weary and exhausted. Jesus served her ministered to her. He shared with her the love and mercy and healing that God gives to each and every one of us and he lifts her up. It's in this lifting that she immediately reacts to being served by Jesus. She begins to serve them. And the word for serve is the same word for minister. She ministers to them. She serves them with hospitality and with love. Simon's mother-in-law responds to Jesus serving her by serving Jesus and the other disciples. And Jesus has been serving us too. Jesus brings God's love, mercy, and healing into our lives. And as we receive this love, this mercy, this healing, as we are reminded of our faith, we are entrusted with this love so that we can love others, so that we can serve God by serving our neighbor, so that sometimes in this faith, this sharing, this service, when it feels like it's too much, like God had a bit too much confidence in us, and we worry that in our exhaustion and weariness, we can't possibly live up to what God is calling us to do. Maybe we're feeling powerless to share God's love with others, especially in the midst of a pandemic when we don't see or talk to very many people. Maybe we don't even know where to begin. And maybe we're still waiting to be healed, to be served so that we can go and do so as well. Maybe we hear that God has confidence in us, that God trusts us, that God has given us a mission, and that maybe sounds like a ridiculous sort of notion. <laughs> You're not alone. Sometimes even I wonder how I can possibly be worthy of this trust of this commission that God gives. But Isaiah spends most of his book reminding the Hebrew people of their faith in the one who delivers them. He spends this time reminding them of this because we all need those reminders. The disciples follow Jesus and experience him healing others over and over again before they can do it themselves. And even they feel 
even they sometimes fail. And you see in our reading today, even that they don't totally get that Jesus isn't going to stay in one place, that he has a lot of places to go and people to meet. And Paul knows, too, that this is not something that he can really boast about, even though he kind of is in like a like side humble brag sort of way. But it's something that God is doing through him. For us, it's God who makes us worthy. It's the Holy Spirit who strengthens us in our faith and in our lives. It's Jesus who frees us to be in this relationship, to bring us this hope. Jesus takes all of our worry, our exhaustion, our struggling, and Jesus takes it all to the cross. And in his resurrection, in his new life, Jesus frees us. Jesus sets us free so that we can be servants to all so that we can be reminded that our God is the one who lifts us and all people. God, the creator of everything, our creator, is the one who renews us and gives us strength and trusts us with this hope, even when we struggle to trust ourselves. Jesus frees us so that we can share the gospel, the good news, so that we can be in relationship with others, no matter their faith, their culture, or anything else that may divide us. Jesus frees us to find in common our neighbor the love and mercy we have been given. And Jesus trusts us to share this love, this healing, this hope with others. This is the freedom we are given. The freedom to be healed by our God. The freedom to be served by our Lord. The freedom to become servants ourselves. To serve those in need. To serve with hospitality. To minister with love and to serve our Lord and all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Amen.